Rain showers can sometimes take a bizarre turn. In some very rare cases, animals like fish, frogs, hermit crabs, squid, and even alligators have been known to fall from the sky along with rain. But when blood red rain fell from the sky in Sri Lanka on November 17, 2012, locals feared the worst. Was it an omen? Chemical pollution? The output from a freak monsoon? Or did each droplet harbor a dangerous new life form, a contagion from beyond our atmosphere? This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. There are sayings about the weather like, when it rains, it pours, or it's raining cats and dogs. But on November 17th, 2012, as the monsoon season began to descend on the village of Svengala in eastern Sri Lanka, something was disturbingly different about the rain showers. As in past years, the rain is torrential, overfilling waterways and rivers, but this time the ground is covered in what appears to be a blood-red substance. The downpour continues on and off for 60 days while people barricade themselves inside and wait for the red rain to pass. Surprisingly, this mysterious phenomenon is not the first time to have occurred. It has been happening all across the world for centuries. Blood rain or red rain is a phenomenon where droplets that look like blood fall from the sky in the form of rain. Cases have been recorded since Homer's Iliad, dating back to the 8th century BC. Before the 17th century, it was generally believed that the rain was actual blood and was used as a tool to foreshadow events. When it occurs, red rain tends to be a very local and relatively short phenomenon, falling over small areas and lasting 20 minutes or less. But some places have recorded cases of it lasting for several days. In Sri Lanka, red rain poured for days on end. As a result, the government comes in to investigate, and of course, the first question they want answered is, how safe is the water? Upon testing it, there are no chemicals found in the rain. With sighs of relief, investigators then begin to search whether the strange phenomenon has happened anywhere else. And soon, similar cases are discovered all over the world. On September 23, 2009, in Sydney, Australia, people awake to find a red haze engulfing their city. Thick orange dust coated everything that didn't move. It blankets the coast for hundreds of miles. The cause? An intense dust storm brought in by strong winds from the inland areas. In 2001, blood-colored red rain fell for nearly two months in Kerala, India. This time, red dust from the Arabian desert is the culprit. Dust that was sucked up by surface air blown across the ocean and dropped by the monsoon rain. However, the dust theory doesn't work for the Sri Lankan red rain when the samples are analyzed further. 
What the scientists discover looking through the microscope is baffling. The particles don't form the type of shape or transparency of dust. Instead, they appear to be alive, with thick cell walls, red in color, and a material inside indicating that they are biological cells. What are these foreign cells, and how did they get into the rain? A red rainfall in southern Colombia in August 2008 may hold the answer. Residents of La Sierra Choco began to notice something strange about the rain falling from the sky one day. The most obvious observation was the strange red color that the rain possessed. It didn't look like rain at all, but rather blood. The mysterious rain began to fall around 10.30 a.m. and lasted nearly half an hour. When a local scientist tests the water, it is confirmed that the rain does indeed contain blood. And while three markers for blood are found, the actual type of blood can't be determined. So could the red rain in Trianca contain blood as well? And if so, where did it come from? According to Jane Goldman's The Book of the X-Files, Falls of animals were first recorded in A.D. 77 in Pliny's Natural History, which scoffed at the idea that they could rain from the skies, suggesting instead that they grew from the ground after heavy rains. It is known that frogs and fish can be sucked up from the sea by tornadoes and fall back into the earth with rain. And fish is actually recorded in Sri Lanka a month after the red rain in 2012. So as a result, scientists wonder if the blood cells of these same animals could dissolve within the clouds and fall as blood rain in Sri Lanka. But since it rained for 60 days in Sri Lanka, the red blood cells would have had to stay in the atmosphere for over two months in order to cause the red rain experience. Scientists deem this impossible. So further testing is conducted on the rain samples. When the red rain cells are compared to blood cells, it is noted that they do have some superficial similarities. But when doing a cross-analysis, it is determined that the cellular structure in the red rain cells has very little in common with blood. Scientists continue to be perplexed. They are unable to identify what the cells are found in the rainwater. An alternative theory is then explored. Could pigmentation from algae spores be to blame? They test the samples to see if algae spores brought into the atmosphere by things like cyclones and tornadoes would cause the pigmentation. But yet again, the samples do not match. The structures are completely different. First, dust, then animals, blood, and now algae have all been ruled out. Scientists then set out to test if the rain is carrying the genetic code for all known life on Earth, DNA. If the DNA is present, then there should be phosphorus. They look at the total elemental analysis, but among all the samples, there is no phosphorus present. As a result, it is concluded that there is no DNA in the organisms. DNA is the essential building block for all life on Earth. It allows cells to replicate. However, these red rain cells are replicating without DNA. The cells are multiplying. The biochemistry of these organisms is completely different than anything else known on Earth. It is a new kind of life form. They are looking at an organism that is not from this Earth. 
Whatever is in the rain is replicating even though it has no DNA. But what is even more perplexing is that the organisms are replicating in conditions that would kill all other known life forms. Even at temperatures of 300 degrees centigrade, they aren't just surviving, they are quickly growing at that temperature. Through multiple experiences, it takes scientists to an unorthodox conclusion. The cells are extraterrestrial. Could these tiny cells be alien life? One of the world's leading astrobiologists, Professor Chandra Wickmershai, is a consultant for the European Space Agency and is an outspoken advocate on the possibility of extraterrestrial life. The possibility of the existence of life outside the Earth is more or less regarded as an extraordinary hypothesis, but he argues that the extraordinary hypothesis is to say that this tiny, minute speck of dust that we call the Earth is the center of life in the universe and that no life exists even next door to it. The professor joins to help the Sri Lankan research team to see if the red rain they are testing is indeed harboring alien life forms. He suspects a mysterious event that occurred one week before the red rain fell may be the missing clue. To find out, he uses a scanning electron microscope, a hundred times more powerful than a conventional one. Trying to locate the tiny cells just one eight thousandth of a millimeter across is a painstaking process. As they search deep inside the meteor rock, a whole field of sphephoric carbon structures that look like red rain cells is discovered. Chandra and the team believe that they've identified the same mysterious cells found in the red rain inside the meteorite. They have found the cells deep inside the interior of the meteorite, meaning that they are not merely contaminants. This proves that the red rain didn't simply deposit the cells on the rock after it hit land. It must have been inside the meteorite as it hurled towards Earth and exploded into tiny pieces. If so, the red rain cells may have settled into the cloud layer where they stayed for weeks and gradually fell as red rain. This is a massive discovery. If true, it could prove that life exists beyond the Earth. If the red rain cells came from space, it essentially belongs to another world. But if it is from outer space, how safe is it? Could we be consumed by a contagion that can't be stopped? There could be a serious risk, one that might even wipe out the whole of mankind. Chandra approaches NASA with his bold declaration, but the agency remains wary. NASA tells him that they are not funding research in this area, and that is on the far end of things, as far as they're concerned. Conversely, the Sri Lankan government is intrigued. They study the pieces of meteorite and find a similar unicellular donut-shaped structure as the red rain. They conclude that there is a connection between the two. What is troubling is the tests that the cells seem to be multiplying and even later tests that conclude that they could be dangerous to humans. A high concentration of uranium is found in the outer crust of the unicellular organisms. Uranium is radioactive and toxic if ingested or inhaled. Exposure to high doses can lead to fatal kidney damage or worse. These cells, if they interact with living cells on Earth, might produce some harmful effects. 
nearly 100 tons of space rock hit the Earth each year. Is it possible that some of it could also be carrying microscopic cells similar to the ones found in the red rain? If so, it is also possible that these types of life forms arriving on Earth could cause diseases or affect ecologies of existing plant and animal life. Despite the professor's theory, no one can prove definitively where the strange red cells came from, what they are, and if they pose a long-term threat to life on Earth. Until then, as monsoon season come and go, people pray for colorless rain. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Is something simple like dust or algae the cause of the blood red rain? Or is it possible that alien life has arrived on Earth? Check out the photos and other evidence at SupernaturalMatters.com and head over to A Psychic Story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player. Okay.